Amen. Good job, guys. Those are our kids, if you don't know. So, Amen. How's everybody doing tonight? Welcome to Christmas Eve service, and Merry Christmas to everybody. Praise God. Hey, I wanted to tell you real quick, before we do the, the, the next part, the second half of the service here, is uh, this coming Sunday, we have a special service regarding uh, your vision for the next year for your life. We're tying that to, a, uh, to communion, and it's going to be a powerful, really, it's still in, in 18, but a powerful kickoff to 19. So if you want to have a great 19, just saying. Might want to come and, uh, and, and receive what's going on there. And then, then two weeks, two weeks from yesterday, you know, uh, I start a new series called Wheel of Fortune. All right, Wheel of Fortune. And so uh, well, I'm going to be talking about how to be successful financially in this next year. And uh, some might not realize that God wants to be involved in your, in your money and your finances. And not to make you poor. <laughs> He's not your problem. <laughs> and He wants to make things great in your finances this next year. So that'll be uh, just two weeks. Good, 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 good. All right, let's talk about the birth of Jesus today. I want to take a few minutes. If you do have a Bible or a Bible app on your phone, go ahead and, and go with me to the book of Luke chapter 2. If you don't have either, then listen best you can and follow along best you can. Luke chapter 2 and verse 1. Luke 2 and verse 1 reads, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. All right, now this is, of course, what we know as, uh, you know, Christmas or the Christmas story. This is the birth of Jesus. And uh, how many recognize, though, that if we were to stop right there, uh, we probably wouldn't be having service on Monday night because of it. How many know if you stop right there, uh, it's an interesting story for sure. Jesus has a good, you know, I was born in a barn story to one-up his friends the rest of his life. Uh, but outside of that, you know, there's not a whole lot of movement making going on here. Not a whole lot of world changing events. And so, uh, if, if this were all there was, uh, there wouldn't be any controversy. There wouldn't be any upheaval or persecution that has gone on for 2,000 years related to this event. Uh, 
But there also wouldn't be any changed lives. There wouldn't be any miraculous healings. There, like I said, we wouldn't be having a service here today if that's all there was to it. However, there's more. The next first isn't so, isn't so common. What happened so far, not so out of the ordinary. But then it goes on to say in verse 8, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. So this is the part of the story that, you know, kind of gets out there into, I uh, don't see that every day with angel of the Lord showing up, great manifestation of glory and a bright light and, and you know, how the glory shone there around them. Uh, but I know even today much is said about Jesus of Nazareth in a, you know, in a good way and in a not so good way. Um, although many have, you know, today tried to remove him from Christmas. Uh, how many know it's kind of tough when it's called Christmas? Uh, it's, you can try all you want all day long to make it about everything else, but it's kind of in the name, right? And uh, because it's Christmas, we're always going to be reminded just by saying the word, celebrating the holiday, that this is about the Christ, right? This is about the Lord Jesus. And so, though it's possible for us to celebrate Christmas, do a service like this, you know, gather with friends and family and, and, and all the things that we do around this day, um, we can even, you know, appreciate the nativity scene and, and, and all that, but we could miss the most important truth. Even if we're saying, yeah, Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. You could still miss, even with saying that, the most important truth about Christmas. And that's found in verse 11. As I was preparing for this special night, this is the verse that jumped out at me this year. It reads, For there is born to you this day in the city of David... A Savior, everybody say a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is what happened, is a Savior was born. What's a Savior? A Savior is one who saves. The word means a, means a deliverer, okay? A deliverer, a Savior was born. This is interesting. He's declared to be the Savior, and he hasn't done anything. I don't know if you've ever... Felt like you had high expectations on your life. People thought, you know, you're going to be something special. <laughs> How would you like this one? <laughs> Little Jesus, you're the Savior of the world. <laughs> oh, <laughs> live up to that. <laughs> but Jesus was so many things, we know, and we could say them accurately and truthfully about his life. For sure, he was an outstanding teacher. We know that he had a healing ministry that was second to none. 
uh, he lived as, you know, a perfect example of how to live and treat people and how to walk in this earth. And, of course, he, was, he wasn't intimidated by anyone. He wasn't controlled by people. He uh, pursued the will of his Father in heaven without flaw, without taking a day off for a moment. We can certainly admire and appreciate much about Jesus. But what's interesting to me is the angel didn't appear to these shepherds in the field that night and say, uh, here's someone coming for you today, here is born a teacher. Or here is born to you this day a prophet. Or here is born to you this day just a great moral individual that will show you how to walk in love and truth. No, he emphasized this one point. Because this is the main thing. And if you miss this, you've missed everything else. It doesn't matter how much you've learned from His teaching. If you don't realize that He is the Savior, then you miss the whole point of Christmas. And, and I, w- I want us to think for a moment about um, Him being the Savior. I basically have two things to say about, about this t- today in this service. He is the Savior. Why? Why do you send a Savior? Simply because, and this is from God's perspective, He recognized that people needed to be saved. In other words, they were lost. They were in trouble. They were drowning. They were were in danger. They needed rescued. They needed saved. So He sent a Savior. And if I don't catch that He was a Savior, I've missed the main point. And I may not recognize about my own self that I need help. I need saved. But God knew this. He saw this. People needed to be saved. Why would we miss this? Why would this amazing truth escape our understanding and our consciousness? Well, it might be because people... You know, this happens in our day. It's happened for generations in different cultures and different places. People often don't think that they need to be saved. They say, well, I'm fine. Everything's okay with me. I don't really need a Savior. Some people may need that. They may need that crutch in their life. or may, They may need that to, to make it through. But I'm fine without a Savior. Well, God didn't think so. He, he, he looked at me and said, that guy needs help. That guy needs rescued. That guy right there needs saved. And I know our society today um, encourages this mentality of un, uh, you know, unqualified acceptance. That everyone, you know, many people carry this belief, everyone should accept me the way that I am. Well... If you're perfect the way that you are, then you don't need a Savior. But what if we're wrong? What if everything that I am and I want to be and everything I think that I've got going in my life is insufficient? What if it's not enough? What if just by simply saying, accept me the way that I am, what if I'm missing out on something much better that I'm unaware of? What if God has something way more planned for me, that my potential is much greater, but I'll never see it and I'll never experience it until I can say, help. 
until I can recognize that I need the Savior. Some have embraced, some don't realize that a Savior is needed simply because they've embraced this idea that everybody goes to heaven, or at least almost everybody, maybe not the really bad people, but it's the, you know, it's the all dogs go to heaven mentality. Um, You know, it's the rest in peace concept. This mentality that everyone who dies is fine. Everyone's going to be okay in the end. But can I tell you again, if that's the case, then Christmas is a waste. Because God didn't need to send His Son. The angel didn't need to proclaim, unto you this day is born a Savior. Because people don't need saved if everyone's fine. If everything's the way it's supposed to be, if everyone's going to be at peace in all eternity no matter what, then God, wow, He wasted a lot of energy. Everybody okay today? And the other thing is this. I can see why some don't see the main point. It has to do with not recognizing eternity. The severity of it, the urgency of it, recognizing that we've already stepped into it. Really, the day we were born, we stepped into eternity. But I I believe this, that the more I I look at this, I think Jesus is right, and He's coming back real soon. I'd really be surprised if it wasn't during my lifetime. However, if I'm wrong about that, these are whether these are the end of the end, the last of the last days, I know they're the last of my days, I know that I know today it was somebody's last day today. And so no matter if I figure out the exact timing of all the things that happen in the end, we're only here for a brief moment, aren't we? And I should recognize eternity. Here's the way the scripture says it. Romans 3.23, it reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Kind of sounds like everyone needs a Savior. 6.23 reads, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So if everyone is sin, and the payment or wages of that sin is death, I'm signing up for the Savior list. (laughs) Put me on the list. I need saved. Angel, thank you for proclaiming to that very day that unto you a Savior is born, because I totally needed it. Amen. When I look at the Scripture... You know, the Bible is divided into different categories, but if I were to break it up, just uh, uh, estimating, estimating it like this, about this much of the Bible right here was basically designed as an overview to tell you that you needed to get saved. <laughs> All this was designed to make you despair in saving yourself and give up hope in ever becoming good enough to be in God's presence. Thank God for this. But it took a while. (laughs) And it took a lot of words for us to get over here to where we would recognize that we needed this part. And this last part is Jesus, the Savior, dying for the sins of the world, giving His life for us so we could know Him. Amen. The reason for Christmas is that the world needed a Savior. Amen. The reason... Or we could say without this event, we would be lost in our sins. Without this event, there would be no legal way to keep us from suffering for all eternity. 
God's hands would be tied because justice would eventually prevail. But thank God a Savior came. All right? That's number one. And here's number two. The very fact that He said, Unto you is born a Savior tells me God's heart, His attitude, His, his mindset towards me, really, His love for me. Because he could have justly and rightly said, unto you this day is born someone who's going to smack you upside the head. (laughs) Just so justice would be served. (laughs) And you would get what you deserved. Could have, would have been okay, but that wasn't God's heart towards you. That wasn't God's heart towards me. Jesus didn't come. In fact, he said it this way in John 3, 17. He he, he said, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through, uh, but that the world through him might be saved. And so there are many today who think of God as being angry, as being upset, and you don't want to get near him in case he's in a bad mood, because he could wipe you out in a second. That's not the heart of God towards you or me but his heart is this a savior was born because i needed saved and a savior was born because he didn't want me to be condemned he did not come to make me feel like a rascal to make me feel like i'm good for nothing but to but to fix what was wrong to make death into life and darkness into light and to make me one of his very own children so that I could experience Him forever. Amen. Knowing this, it doesn't make any sense to run from Him. Anybody running from from God? Running from His will and plan for your life? Can I tell you in a really sweet and nice way? That's dumb. Because He loves you so much and He wants to make your life so good you can hardly stand it. He went to great lengths to manifest Himself in the earth to be a representative of humankind and to bear the sin of the world on the cross so that we could be connected with Him for eternity to His goodness and His love and His glory. Praise God. And so... He's not going to knock you down, but lift you up. And I just want to encourage everyone today, uh, let's not water down the Christmas day, the Christmas season, by saying this, or something like it. Christmas is really just all about family, and getting together, and giving presents, and eating large quantities of food, and, and, uh, and thank God for all that stuff. But that's not what it's about. Christmas is about, I needed a Savior. And God loved me and you enough to give us one. That's what this is about. Amen. Amen. Amen.